bong, bong. If you want to get some Welcome to the Party merch, you can go to claymcmathcomedy.com and go to the shop on there. You got the you got the comedy merch, you got the podcast merch, and it's all banging. I mean, all that all that clothes, all that all the all the accessories will add to your wardrobe game. You'll get you'll get, you know, statistically, I think fifteen times more pussy. If you're wearing a welcome to the party, you know, easy money sweatshirt or whatever it is, man. And um all you gotta do is go to claimingmathcomedy.com. Oh, oh, we're in a recession. Times are hard. You don't wanna buy podcast merch. Well, all you gotta do is share the show. Send a screenshot of however you've shared, shared the show to our DMs at Welcome to the Party on Instagram, and you're automatically in the running to win some free merch that month. Um, so you can you can enter as many times as you want over as many months as you want and win as much merch as you can. All you got to do is share the show and send us a screenshot of how you've shared it. The weather is changing, particularly in Australia. We are feeling that winter. I wanted to call it a winter burn, but it's really not that. It's like a, it's almost it's almost like a freezer burn, you know. And that's that's where we're at right now. And not only will Bung Bung Coffee warm you up, warm your soul, but it'll change your life. Bung Bung Coffee's been been known to make the blind see, to make the deaf hear, to make the dumb smart, to make the short tall. It is a cure-all. Whatever you've got, Bung Bung Coffee can fix it. All you got to do is go to bungbungcoffee.com and order yourself as much coffee as you like. Be in bean form, brew it up. It's your favorite brewer's favorite brew. I know that. You just go to bungbungcoffee.com, enter promo code potty, that's P-O-D-D-Y, for 15% off all orders. Bung Bung Coffee, that's B-U-N-G, B-U-N-G, coffee.com for 15% off all orders. It's a life-changing experience. Let's start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Best show on the internet. Ask anybody. You know it's easy money. Sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Blackout in the booth. Every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party. Bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping jams, aka the milkman. Because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Mac and PI of podcasts and the uh, Michael Klim of podcasting. Because I'm swimming in compliments this week, man. And I don't know what it is. I think it might be this cold weather. I've been wearing, I've been wearing beanies. People have been saying I've been looking dope. I've been, you know, I've got the varsity jacket back on from state. I used to play state basketball, man. I used to think I was dope having this jacket. And now I've got it back on. People are like, man, you look like you're hooping again. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Hooping for a bunch of fatties or something, bro. Because I have put on some kilos since my playing days. But, man, I had a few gigs this week. People have been telling me how good I am. That feels good because, um, man, this year has been a pretty average showing from the boss, man. I mean, I think you guys remember Perth had maybe the worst gig of my life on the Friday night and maybe the best on the Saturday. So that was, you know, polarizing. Um, 
Then we had Adelaide Fringe. Couple of, you know, good good turnouts. Um, late shows started off started off really well in both of them and it really slowed down towards the end. I don't know if people, you know, people were tired, um, drunk. You know, I had hecklers in one show that I didn't deal with real good. So, you know, it, it was a grind. Then I had... Um, then I had a SA Comedy Roadshow produced by yours truly and Welcome to the Potty Enterprises. Welcome to the Potty Productions. And um, the, the yeah, uh, I did one joke um, that the, uh, you know, senior citizens weren't fond of and it rattled me. I couldn't think of my next joke. I got there eventually, but it, uh, it shook me. And then I didn't gig since then till this week. And um, I did three gigs this week, and let's let's call it two out of three. <laughs> let's call it two out of three. Did Cranker, just five minutes there, zip, zap, zop, got in there, did it, got out of there. That was good. Cranker's always good. Um, then James McCann, friend of the, I'm a uh, friend of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Um, he he produced a show on uh, on Wednesday night. Um, I went and opened for that and felt pretty good there. The guy who featured, um, he was filming a special, Alessio Acaraducci. Um, and he doesn't sound like that. He's just Australian, but he's got a name that I just don't know that I can say in an Australian accent. Here, let's try it. Alessio Acaraducci. Yeah, I can't do it. But, um, yeah, I opened for him. And I felt like I did pretty good, and I, you know, I I uh, went home. I didn't I didn't stay for the show, um, but as I was leaving, Alessio uh, told me that I did really well, so that felt nice. He, you know, even though I don't really know him, I follow him on Instagram. But uh, yeah, man, that was good. And then. Um, Last night, Sunday night, this is, you know, this episode's a little bit late, maybe about 12 hours or uh, 15 hours late or something, but maybe maybe 18 hours late. It's a little bit late. Okay, it's okay, guys. Um, anyway, um, I did this show uh, for a guy named Blake Pavey. You guys might have heard of him. Um, I hadn't up until yesterday, and that's, you know, not taking a shot at the guy. The guy's got almost 100,000 followers on Instagram, okay? He's, he's big on TikTok. And he he sold out, you know, five shows in Adelaide over the weekend. And uh, I opened for him on the Sunday night late show, 8 o'clock. And it just didn't work, man. <laughs> I mean, one, he's a TikToker, so maybe his crowd isn't a comedy crowd. Maybe they just, they're TikTok people, you know. Maybe they're too young. He was 21. Maybe his crowd's all 21. Maybe they don't identify with, um, you know black guys saying the n-word and the f-word and um talking about being a dad and, and robbing people and shit like that maybe they don't identify with that <laughs> um but it was like the least pain i've ever felt bombing and i don't know that i it wasn't you know it wasn't the worst bomb i've ever had there was definitely some laughs happening but um it was a sold out show you kind of want the place to roar they're a quiet crowd though. Like even when he was up there, the person they went to see, obviously he was getting more laughs than me, but like it wasn't 
it, it just didn't sound like a sold out crowd. They were just, um, I just don't think they were, they, I don't think, I think if he asked them who he's never been to a stand up comedy show before, I think a lot of them would have raised their hands, you know? So that's, um, that's pretty much my week in gigs, man. Apart from that, I haven't been feeling good. Uh, mentally, if I'm being honest, for like the last most most of this year and this week, it just fucking just was. It was weighing me down the last week. Like since the last episode, I have just been like, boy, would I like to just not get out of bed? You know, I've got I've got a son, I've got a partner, I've got a family to feed, I've got a job, I've got a job to do, I've got gigs to do. I've got a podcast to record, you know, I've got stuff that gives me purpose and meaning and and that's fine, but man, it's it's been a battle, honestly, just getting out of bed in the mornings. It has just been like a battle. And I think it might be it might be sad, bro. Seasonal affective disorder. It might be that cold weather keeping me in bed. But nah, honestly, this year, man, I've just been like fuck. I think I think part of it is like parenting. And you guys are probably thinking like, oh, Clay, you were bragging about how fucking easy parenting is, man. It's like, yeah, it is, bro. Oh, you got to keep a kid alive? Yeah, feed it. You know, make sure it sleeps. You know, don't shake it. It's not that hard, man. It's fucking easy. The hardest part is keeping your relationship alive, honestly. Um, Especially this first year, like, because it's, it's demanding. The kid, ne- kid needs everything. And they tell you about it. They scream at you about it because they don't know how to talk about it yet. And luckily, I know how to talk about it. So when when shit is, you know, hitting the proverbial fan, I, 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 I am better at not getting angry. I used to resort to anger straight up. Just go for it. Just fucking light a fire and start just start yelling. Just not, you know, that sounds like DV, but it's not. It's um, like not yelling, just but but like raising my voice a little bit and and um being a bit sharp. Like no, no, you know, like that or something. But um, people in America think, and I didn't get this. I actually didn't get this until my fourth year of college. Remember, I did five years. My fourth year, I was in bed with this girl. She had an absolute fatty, bro. I'll go first name only. Dude, Talia, shout out if you're listening. Congratulations on that. Dang. That wagon you've been dragging, man. I called it a dumpy. I was like, man, you got a dumpy. She was like, don't don't say that about my ass. Or it was my, don't say that about my ass. I was like, I'll call it whatever you want because my Anyway, I said no to her and she was like <laughs> teasing me. She was like, oh, nor, nor, saying there was an R at the end of it. And I was like, you crazy? And I kind of get it now, maybe. No, 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 no. I guess that's how Australians talk. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, who, who knows? But what was I talking about? Oh, yeah raising my voice and shit but now yeah dude i communicate you know i feel like this when you do this i feel like this 
And it's it's very easy. It's very easy to explain that because you don't you don't say I feel like this because you did this. You say when you do this, I feel like this. So it's not a blame. It is just a statement of the fact. It's not well. You made me do this because it's like no. Well, you you have to recognize that no one makes you feel anything. You can either react, you know, or you can you can you can consider something and respond. You know, react or respond. Really, react is that visceral, like animalistic, fucking no thought, just your just your reflex action. That's a reaction. Rea- reaction must be short for reflex action. Um, and response is 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 a considered, you know, um, it's like a chess move. It's like okay, this person did this. Maybe you can think, why did they do that? What's going on with them? Did I do something to make them feel the need to do that? Did I do something to anger them? And maybe they've reacted. Maybe they haven't considered their actions. Maybe they haven't responded. They've reacted. You know, you can think about it and then be like, you know what? No one can actually make me feel a way I get to choose that. And that's kind of, I'm like getting to that point of my life, you know? And so last week we got into it for a second and I was like, look, I understand A, B and C has happened to you, to us. But when you come at me like this, it makes me feel like X, Y, Z. And the longer I feel like this, the less able I'm going to be able to communicate effectively, you know? And we fucking solved it in one conversation. Done. And that is growth, baby. That is growth. Because there have been times in my life, not in not in just this relationship, but certainly in the early days of this relationship and every relationship before it, where I was just a snappy, you know, a snapdragon. I was a I was a rice I was a rice bubble baby because I was snap crackling and popping dude. I was popping off. I was going crazy on them. Was it justified? You know, sometimes, maybe. Could I have done something to to avoid that type of communication? Yes, for sure. I could have considered the situation we were in and responded more appropriately, you know. And this is not a funny episode for Welcome to the Body Podcast, man. But, dude, I've just been down the last week. I'm feeling way better now. I think I'm feeling better now that I've been on stage. I think um, I think I was feeling pretty down after the fringe. Um, dude, it's my it's my kid's birthday coming up. Uh, I think I think the next Welcome to the Potty podcast after this one will drop on my kid's birthday. I'm excited about that. Um, shit, dude, like me and my kid have been bonding. It's hard. It's hard in that first twelve months. I think that's part of why I've been down as well. Like it's. It's hard in that first 12 months when it's just like, oh, if you don't have tits, I don't want anything to do with you. And it's like, well, I do have tits, but milk doesn't come out of them. You know, I'm a fat fuck. I've got titties, touch them, you know. Um, 
But we've been bonding, man, so much, so much over the last probably month, um, which I've probably needed because the last month has been tough since, yeah, since Adelaide Fringe. It's been really tough. I've been wanting to um, get off social media, but you kind of need social media in the comedy game and the podcast game. And then you look at prices of like people to manage it for you and it's like fucking 500 to to $1,000 a day. And it's like, who has that? Like literally, how can you even make money in that world, especially if you're in like Adelaide? Like how many people in Adelaide are there that need their social media managed and have the money to spend like that? Fu- so 3500 a week. Are you crazy? Or okay, maybe I'll get you to do it two days a week. So a thousand dollars. What? Huh? Thousand dollars? I don't like what? I'm making decisions between, you know, a bag of three dollar pasta and a bag of you know dollar ninety eight pasta. You know what I'm saying? Like a thousand dollars. The fuck are you talking about? I've been cussing on this episode heavy. This is not going to be the elusive clean episode, but we'll get there one day. We will get there one day. Oh, man. But, yeah, we've been bonding. We've been bonding something crazy. Like, I've been, um, dude, we, we pooped at the same time, man. You feel that? Like, have you ever been so connected to somebody that you, fucking shitted at the same time I was looking after him and he's you know he's in this fate like you cannot leave his sight or he will cry I was like look we're gonna like you're gonna have to come with me and take a shit I put him in the floor of the bathroom he opens up the bottom drawer where I've got like you know hair brushes and combs and you know like a texture sponge and 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 you know like a um what else is in there Oh, like a little handheld mirror that he has managed not to smash, which is great because I don't want him to have seven years of bad luck. But he's in there playing with that stuff, and I, you know, I start to I start to go to work. And as soon as I start to go to work, he turns around, he looks at me dead in the eyes, and he says, "And we, we shared a shit together, man." We shared a shit. It was beautiful, dude. It was beautiful. And I went I went to swimming lessons with him, obviously. I do that every Friday. Had a fall. Had a fall like an old man. Dude, I was... And luckily I wasn't holding him when I fell, bro. Because something bad would have happened. For real. I felt hard. No one saw it. Obviously, the first thing I did when I got up was look around. I started knocking on doors of cars and shit to make sure there wasn't like someone hiding behind tinted windows or something. No one saw me, but I slipped. You know, like when there's a drain in a parking lot, there's like a little water path that leads to the drain, like a little, it's like a little mini half pipe. It'd be great for tech decks. I stepped on one of those, not the tech deck, but like the, the, it's not the actual drain, but it leads to the drain. I stepped on that. And it, it must have, you know how um, water grows like algae. It must have been a little algae, um, you know, 
little algae sitting on the on the top of the concrete. And I went ass over tit, as they say. And I fell forward and my shoulder just about went through the rear bumper of Rachel's um, Range Rover Vogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to do this. Easy money. Range Rover Vogue. Easy money. And I, yeah, I had this bruise on my bicep, between shoulder and bicep, um, for a whole week. It's still kind of there, but a little bit. But this thing was black, dude. Like, I mean, black. This motherfucker could have been fighting the the Sudan war or whatever's going on over there right now. Shout out. Um, but, um, yeah, dude, I had, a, I had a legit fall, like, slip, bro. If, if the car didn't, if the car didn't break my fall, which is crazy to say, like, if a, like a car breaking your fall, but this car broke my fall. I hit it so hard, I thought I damaged the car, but I didn't. But if this car didn't break my fall, I think I would have grazed up my face. Uh, I think I would have landed face first on the concrete. And God, I was so lucky I didn't like do my ACL or something. I don't know. Crazy. It's like so lucky. I'm just so happy I wasn't holding Kenny. My God. Man, this is a boring episode of the Welcome to the Body podcast, man. Dude, I went to, <laughs> I went to Woolworths. Thank you for shopping with the fresh food people. This week, last week to, you know, do a grocery shop, fresh food people, you know, and, um, they, oh yeah, I'm at the checkout, self-checkout, because, you know, I don't really want this, I don't want the small talk, I don't want the small talk with the checkout person, you would get, you would, I, if someone opens a grocery store where the checkout person doesn't speak to you, I'll be their first customer. I'll be their first customer, dude. That'll be my favorite store. Any store. Any store. A cafe where they don't even ask you what you want. You just you just walk up. You walk up to the uh, register and they just look at you until you make your order. They just look at you and you're just like, um, long black ham and cheese croissant. And, uh, you know, a piece of... New York cheesecake or whatever the fuck you get in your fat bitches, you know, that, that's my vibe. Don't, let's not, let's not speak about how I am. You don't care how I'm going. Stop asking me how I'm going. What if in the state I was in last week, you know, I'm all depressed and anxious and, you know, realizing my mortality because I've just slipped over and borderline need fucking shoulder surgery. What if I go? What if I go to you at the fucking cash register? Like, dude, I think my sh- I think I need shoulder surgery. And he's like, oh, um, I thought you were just gonna say good thanks yourself, and then I was gonna say good thanks and keep scanning. Nah, dude. Now we're talking. Now we're in a full blown conversation. Now you're gonna tell me what your children's names are, what suburb you live in, what your favorite color is, what you drove here. What are you saving up for? Is this a side hustle or is this your full-time gig? How? What decisions did you make? We're being a checkout 
person is your full-time gig. That's where we're going now. Now it's about you. You ask me how I'm doing. Now you're crying because you're 56 working as a checkout chick and you're a man. So think about that. Don't ask me how I'm doing, bro. Check yourself. You got you got you got to ask yourself some questions, bro. <laughs> anyway, I was at the self checkout and I saw a dollar on the floor and my eyes went directly at it and I, as I said, you know, I'm making decisions between pasta prices being $1 and 2 cents separate. So I'm thinking like shit. I could have got the expensive pasta if I pick up this dollar coin. Easy money. And I look up and there's another man looking at me and he looks at the coin. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, these motherfuckers about to fight for the coin. No, both of us had so much shame. We looked away from the coin and neither of us picked it up. And I know we're both broke. I know he's broke. He wouldn't have looked at the coin like that if he wasn't broke. And we both had too much shame slash pride, mostly shame. To pick up the coin, make a decision. Who's going to take this shit? The power move there would have been, you take a breath, looks like you need it. (laughs) Some shit like that. That would have been fire. But I was too busy being embarrassed and hoping he wasn't going to say some shit like that to me. Neither of us ended up with it. And then, you know, who's going to pick it up? An old person. Going to go bend down there and, you know, pull a muscle and shit. But, yeah, man, that's, this is the type of shit that, that happens, man. I was driving, I was driving, and I saw a dude wearing, I'm pretty sure, astronaut gloves as driving gloves. And, one, why do you need driving gloves? Because, I tell you this, it's cold right now, but it's not cold enough for the steering wheel to be hurting your hands. It's not cold. It's not glove weather yet. It's not glove weather yet. And it's also not hot enough for your steering wheel to be hurting you. So what are you wearing gloves for in the car? And also why are you wearing what looked like astronaut gloves? These things look like they were made out of tinfoil. Unless this motherfucker is trying to stop aliens from reading his mind through his hands. Like, I don't know what was going on, bro. But this is this is the type of people that have driver's licenses. Driving around a ton of steel at 60 kilometers per hour. Think about that. This man had a license with tinfoil gloves on. And I think, I think people have to have drive, like, mental health evaluations and driving tests every every time their license needs to be renewed. So let's call it 10 years. Every 10 years. So you've got 10 years to be free. And if you pass this mental health evaluation and driving test, you get to keep your license. That's what I think. That's what I'd do. Vote, you know, vote clay. It's gonna be mostly about it's gonna be mostly about roads. There's gonna be a lot of your taxpaying dollars going towards taking people's licenses away and improving the public transport infrastructure. Think, dude, this is a political podcast now. This is, man, call me call me the Joe Biden of this shit because I'm a political retard, you know? <laughs> man. 
Sorry for sniffing. I'm not sick. Hmm. I've been trying to drink more water. Dude, you ever, you ever had a um, emotional boner? This would be a good one. This would be better if um, Boardman was here. But dude, I've, this has been a thing for me for as long as I can remember. I get, I get emotional erections, dude. And we call them, in this house, we call them Moshi Bows. And that's just like short for emotional boners, but it sounds Japanese, bro. Amoshi And it just, hap- it just happens if, I'm, if we're in like a really nice moment together. Like we were in the shower the other day. We were talking about, we had this date night booked. We were talking about like our plans, what we're going to do. And like, oh, I love you so much. Like just so much love. We were sharing so much love in the shower. And it wasn't sexual at all. And boing, you know, I was ready. And I wasn't even, the, the fucking crazy thing about a Moshi Bow, bro, is you get one and it's like, it's still, it's still not a sexual moment. You're not, you're not even horny. It's just like all the positivity in your body flows directly to your cock. Feeling tired? that perk up and level up with bung bung coffee's delicious modern dark roast your favorite brewer's favorite brew bungbungcoffee.com and that's 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 a beautiful thing i think tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong bruh moshi bows dude i get i get them I get them. I get them sometimes when, um, sometimes when we fight, sometimes when we fight and she says, sorry, just that sorry, dude, just like oh, positivity to the tip of my dick, you know, <laughs> I get moshi bows, bro, moshi bows, I get a moshi bow over wild shit, bro. I've had nurses, I've had nurses give me Moshi Bows when they tell me everything's going to be okay. You know, they're like, um, dude, I went in for a colonoscopy a couple years back, I think. Maybe one year. I don't remember. But just the nurse that like, she was like, yeah, just, you can just place everything here. This is, this is a very easy procedure. You're going to be fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. But she wasn't even hot, dude. I'm pretty sure she was a lesbian as well. Moshi Bow. There's so much positivity straight into my slab. <laughs> Man, it's a beautiful... If you've never got a Moshi Bow, bruh, I feel for you, dude. Moshi Bow is money. Easy money. Moshi Bow really gets shit cooking, dude. I love it. You know? The only... The only... The dangerous part of a Moshi Bow, dude, is like what happens if... You know, you you get like a promotion or some shit. <laughs> you know, what if you get your what if you get a promotion and your your positivity doesn't your your positivity doesn't go straight to your you know your bank account. It goes to your penis. <laughs> that would be a problem. But I think you know I've never had I've never had that. I've had like um 
I've had Moshi bows from like friends before and that's uncomfortable and that can actually get a bit sexual. I'm talking about female friends where like they, you know, they comfort you. Like, oh my God, I can't believe she cheated on you. Like you deserve so much more than that. So much better. You're such a good guy. It's like, damn, like, I know I'm crying, but I'm erect right now. <laughs> you know? I love a Moshi bow, bruh. They're dope. They're dope. It's like your body is telling you how positive the situation is and you don't even have to think about it. And you don't have to react, dude. You don't have to react. You don't just need to masturbate or fuck something. You can just, you can just sit in it. You just sit in it and be like, yeah, yeah, this situation I'm in right now is so positive that I'm pitching a tent. And that's positive. That is, that's a beautiful situation to be in. Where you just like, you just read like a, like an email that's telling you like, you're, you know, you're, your new toothbrushes have, have been shipped. Expect delivery in the next two to six business days. Bang. Now my dick's hard for... <laughs> you know? My dick's hard for dental hygiene, bro. You know, like, that's so fire. Nah, but it's mostly, nah, it's mostly, like, it's not, it's not that arbitrary. It's mostly like when the opposite sex and it doesn't have to be your girlfriend. It doesn't have to be a friend. It can be a stranger. It can be a nurse. It can be a checkout chick that doesn't speak to you. Man, that now that would make me feel so emotionally erect right now. You know, that is just, man, there's not, there's not much better than a Moshi bow, right? Moshi bow, and it can and it doesn't always have to be non-sexual. You can for sure fuck with a Moshi bow. It still functions the same. But like you can be in a completely non-sexual situation, get that Moshi bow and not feel the need to eject. That's what I'm trying to explain to you guys, because I I feel like I might be alone here. I feel like I might be alone. I've got friend I've got a friend of mine who thinks he gets a, a new type of erection, bruh. Because his girlfriend um, got on a new fitness regime and her body changed and got all tight. And he's like, dude, I've, my dick's never been this hard. And I'm like, that's crazy because everyone gets the exact same dick from me. Everybody, every single person has got the exact same work. And that can be, you know, that can be fizzy bow or marshy bow. You understand? Um, it's all the same bow. And this motherfucker thinks he's got, he, he said he got a new, um, yeah, he got a new bobo from the, uh, from the fitness situation. But that's really why, and that's why people get fit. It's like, I'm, I'm sexier now. No one's fit to be healthy. No one is fit to be healthy, bro. No one cares. Most people, most people are so fit it's unhealthy at this point. Most people are like, mm, I've got to weigh my food. It's like, dude, if you're weighing your food, 
you got to go to the same support group as this motherfucker that's 58 working at fucking Woolworths, man. Like, get your shit together. One of you needs to at least go to TAFE and figure out how to get a new career pathway. And the other one, bro, if you're weighing your food, you got demons. As soon as I see an adult weigh their food, I'm like, God knows what got them to that place, but I don't want to be there. That person has the same demons as a drug addict, but has never tried cocaine. That's the only difference. Dude, I get a a natural high just from running. Yeah? What did you have for lunch? Um, about six ounces of uh, grilled chicken. Okay. Okay. This guy has killed somebody before. Oh, just steamed broccoli and um, uh, 250 grams of uh, steak. Yeah? Okay. Okay. You are a serial killer. What type of steak was it? Filet of Fred? Is that a human being, my guy? That's Jeffrey Dahmer levels of unhinged, bro. You're weighing your food? What's wrong with you? Dude, I cook curries all the time. I don't even weigh my spices, bro. I'm just fucking shaking it in there. Shaking it in. And guess what? Chef's kiss. Easy money. Easy money is getting a fucking workout today, bro. Into it. Make sure you guys... Speaking of checkout chicks, dude, or checkout people, make sure that you send in your videos of you saying easy money when they tell you the total price you're you know you're at the gas station they're like that's seventy dollars and 98 cents just be like easy money send that shit in and take some selfie videos of you doing that shit that shit will fucking oh man that guy just the thought of getting a video like that excites me man you guys heard the start of this episode i'm like fucking about to cry i'm all sad and shit last month's been brutal last six months have been brutal bro Dude, you send me a video like that once a week, boy, I'll never be sad again. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you that right now. Also, if you can host a comedy show and help me realize my fucking dream of just being a full-time comedian, and I mean full-time comedian, bro, I don't even, dude, I'm not trying to be a millionaire. I'm just trying to make a living off comedy. I will be the happiest person in the whole world. I'm telling you that right now, right fucking now. Note the time. I'm telling you that right now. So if you've got a venue, hit me up. We'll put a show together. Um, but yeah, man, send those videos in of you guys saying easy money at the cha- at the cash register because that is hilarious. Dude, I dug into the um, the emails this week. Um, I do want to play some sort of sound just to just to mark the the idea that we're going to a new section. I don't give a fuck. So, well, that, I mean, that's not really relevant because I do give a fuck and I'm happy that people write in. But some of these are really old that we didn't get to or didn't think were good enough in the past. No offense. But uh, let's go through some of these random emails here. This first one here is from Dan. It's a would you rather. He says, would you rather sit in bumper to bumper traffic and get to your destination in one hour or go away with no traffic whatsoever but get there in two hours. 
And I know the answer to this, Dan. And it's not a funny answer, but it is... I'll, I'll go bumper to bumper for an hour. Dude, there's nothing worse than realising how much time you spent on the road achieving nothing other than travel. Least amount of travel is important. I used to... um. I used to work at this place, which was like 90 minutes each way from my house. And when I realized I was on the road for three hours a day, 15 hours a week, I quit. When I actually like sat down and was like, what the fuck? 15 hours? Like a day of my life every week gets wasted just driving? Nah, man. Least amount of time. I don't care if I'm sitting. I don't care what. I can listen to podcasts. I can make phone calls, um, which I guess I can do for two hours. But just nah. Travel time. You you, you want to cut that? You want to cut that? Thank you, Dan. This one's coming in from Melinda. Would you rather have a personal chef or a cleaning person for the rest of your life? And that's easy too, Melinda. Cleaning person. Because you know about me, I'm Clay in the kitchen. I like to cook. I am a personal chef. I've already got a personal chef. His name's Clay. You understand? So, yeah, let me get a cleaning person. I hate to clean, bro. Cleaning the oven. I just cleaned the oven last week too. No wonder I was depressed. I cleaned the oven last week. Uh, oh, dude, you got to clean your car. you gotta, you got to mop, vacuum, do the dishes. We don't have a dishwasher. Um, dude, you gotta, dude, you got a kid? You gotta wash the walls. Okay? You gotta wash the walls. So to all my single kings out there or my childless kings, just understand that unless you have a big enough space that you can feed your kid away from walls, you have to wash your walls. And also, you still have to wash your walls because they're gonna get grubby hands and they're gonna touch the walls believe okay cleaning is the worst cleaning is the worst cleaning is the worst cleaning is the worst okay cleaning is the worst so i would rather have a cleaning person uh this one's coming in from and you're not going to believe this this one's coming in from someone named saxon which i've never met a saxon i believe there was someone on um, big brother one year named Saxon and we obviously need to Google that immediately Saxon big brother where is Saxon from big brother now yeah Saxon small 39 entered the big brother house as a 19 year old surfy from New South Wales central coast he's now happily Married to Marit, his wife of three years, and a doting dad to their 11-year-old son, Banks. Yeah. Uh, what's it? He's probably a real estate agent. Um, okay, hold on. We need to find that out. We need to find out what, his, what he does. Because what if I'm correct? in the fact that he does real estate. That would be so lit. Um, I don't know how boring this is because people, people are like, who the fuck even is Saxon? I just can't believe, I think he dated, oh, he dated Gretel Colleen, who was the host of um, Big Brother. 
and probably 20 years older than him not hey and i've got nothing against that because i kind of um i kind of enjoy an older woman um uh went straight back to uni after the show picked up a cadet she did an accounting firm went from zero to went from hero to zero very quickly after the show two years at accounting firm jumped into retail banking made my way to managing bank branches and i worked at the macquarie bank as an analyst and moved from there to the job I'm currently in the go on in the Gold Coast with, with Surf Stitch, which is which is a clothing brand, I suppose. Um, sorry to hear that, bruh. <laughs> Shit. See, and this my and Saxon needs to be at that meeting with um with the dude at the cash register and who else was I talking about before? God, I I black out in the booth. I black out in the booth, man. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, we got, we got an advice email. This is also from Dan. I think we'll finish on this. This one's coming in from Dan. Remember, I know that we had the, would you rather from Dan? It could be the same guy. Could be the same guy housemate dan not to be confused roommate dan i got two dans two pretty important dans in my life then we got dan from uh optus i used to work at uh an optus shop in albury that's a dan as well that i know um i've only named three dans i'm sure i know three thousand dans but those three are pretty iconic dans um a, a dan i think is a strip that you get put on your black belt you know, when you get even more knowledge than black belt knowledge, you get like third Dan knowledge. So that's also a Dan. Um, Dan Radcliffe, Harry Potter, he's a Dan. Um, so, you know, there's some Dans for you. Uh, this is advice section. So let's just quickly, let's hit the, uh, God, it's better when board man's here, you know. We need to no move Lonzo. No problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. He hits the button so much quicker than I do. And it's rough, rugged, and raw here at the Welcome to the Body podcast. So I won't even edit, you know, that that gap out. Uh, but whatever. This one's coming from Dan. I love my girlfriend, but the relationship is stressing me out a lot mentally. Uh, I always wanted a relationship. The thought of having a girlfriend was always positive. I thought my life would skyrocket if I had a girlfriend in my life. Oh, dude, you're already, dude, there's so much more to read, but you are putting pussy on a pedestal without even telling me about the girl. You just think having a girlfriend in general is going to increase your your uh, happiness or whatever. Bro, no fucking way. No fucking way. Uh, now I have one. We've been together for two months. Bro, you're fucking feeling it after two months. That's, bro, that is honeymoon phase. You got to, you really got to double think this one. I mean, think twice double think sounds like a phrase from um 1984 george george orwell uh new speak new speak and that's maybe the smartest thing i've ever done on the welcome to the potty podcast is quote george orwell uh so let's note that 4720 that's nuts uh i shock myself sometimes um, but we really get along and she knows all of my weaknesses already. Damn, two months in, she knows all your weaknesses. you got to wait six months before you really show your true colors. you gotta be a, you got to be a pretend dude for six months. 
minimum in a relationship. Some people just think it's like three dates and then you start to show you're crazy or whatever. Nah, bro, six months and let it out gradually, gradually over that six months. Um, this relationship really has the potential to last a lot of years. I disagree. I disagree, Dan. If you're two months in and the title of your email is I love my girlfriend but the relationship is stressing me out a lot mentally, I think you guys are destined for failure. But hey, let's see what you've got. The problem, I sometimes feel really stressed out. We talk on the phone often in the evening. We chat during the day a lot and on weekends we always have a sleepover. I'm wondering how old you are. Sleepover. Sleepover just sounds pretty juvenile. No offense, Dan, but uh, it sounds like you're talking too much. Maybe maybe you've got to give a bit more space. I know you're two months in and you're really excited, but just like maybe during the day while you're at school or, you know, whatever, doing finger painting, um, just stop texting. You don't want paint on your phone screen anyway. Uh, but I digress. Um, I feel like I don't have enough time for myself. Yeah, dude, because you're texting all day and communicating all day. Give it a rest. Chatting on the phone every night. Nah, son. Nah, son. Break that down. Take a couple nights off in the week. Just say, like, oh, I've got, I do this on a Tuesday, I do this on a Thursday, but I'll talk to you the other nights. And then gradually, like, just break that down a little bit. You don't need to, I'm not saying break up with her, but like, fuck. You're like, you got to have time for yourself. Otherwise, you resent her. You're you're already probably do, man. It's your fault because you're a clingy motherfucker over there trying to get your finger paintings on the fridge and shit because she's going to give you an emotional boner. As soon as she tells you how good your painting is, you're going to be like, damn, for some reason my wiener just got hard. It's like, yeah, that's emotion bone, my man. Um, and then the thoughts of just ending it come and it's all it's always somehow there. Bro, you're two months in thinking these things. I think it is time to end it, but let's keep going. But I don't want to end it. I want to be a fighter and not someone just giving up so fast. Maybe things will get better in the future. I really love her and I do not want to end the relationship. Have you had these feelings? In summer, we plan on flying to Spain with our parents. She's really looking forward to that and stuff, but I don't really want to go. But I want to make her happy. I feel like it would be better for me if I don't go though so I have time to reset and stuff. That would make her sad though. What do you think of my situation? Any advice? My girlfriend doesn't do anything wrong and I don't blame her for anything. She loves me and I can tell that. Bung, bung. My man, I'm so sorry I didn't realize you were, um, you know, ASD or whatever. But um, yeah, dude, you are for sure a teenager or something. Um, dude, if you, if you don't want to go on a trip, don't go on a trip. This sounds like it might be your first girlfriend. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why 12 year olds are riding into the welcome to the potty podcast, my guy, but, um, man, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to roast you. This is so sad. I wonder, I wonder how many episodes you've listened to, or if you just like, for some reason, know that we do advice here and you, you're, you're expecting like legitimate advice. I'm going to break your heart before this chick, you know, does that for you. But no, she's not even going to break your heart. You're the one that's over it because you're talking too much. Set boundaries. If you don't know what that means, little boy, I would just say you really got to like be like, hey, look, 
I, I can't talk on the phone every night. Like, you know, I want to play video games with my friends on Wednesday. Um, I've got basketball on Thursday and on Sunday, um, you know, I, I like to read. I'm trying to get my, you know, I'm trying to get my knowledge up or whatever. So just, just be frank and just like try and break it down a little bit. Sleepovers, you're doing sleepovers. So maybe, maybe you're like 16 or something and English is your second language or you're on the spectrum. Who knows what's going on with the way you wrote that email. But, um, yeah, dude, you're doing sleepovers, um, you know, you're getting moshi bows and shit, but then she, but then she's like, um, you know, oh, you know, I think we should sleep closer, you know, it's like, I'm already spooning you, bitch, and she's like, she's like, mm, I want, I want to wear you like a hooded jacket, and it's like, what the fuck, that's wild, that's wild, and then she's, she's all of a sudden, you know, weighing her food, <laughs> you know, oh, that was it, that was the other one, yeah, but, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think this is maybe your first relationship and you go back to the start of this episode and you listen about, about communication and how important that is. You don't communicate this, everything's going to get worse. I'll tell you that right now. You guys both need to understand where the issues lie, how they can be fixed, what makes people feel like which, you know? Where feels like how and who, why and when. You know, so you just need to understand, you need to tell her how you feel. Maybe you feel a bit smothered. Don't use that word. That's pretty, um, you know, aggressive. And she'll pro- she probably will smother you to death if you say that. She'll probably like, she'll, I want to, I just want to use you as a pillow. And she will then grab you as the pillow and smother you with your own body, which is unheard of. It's unheard of. So I think, yeah, I think you've got to be careful with your language and just say, look, I love talking to you. I do miss some of the activities I used to do before I was with you. I'm not saying that I want them all back in such at such a pace that I'm going to be, not be able to talk to you, but maybe we can cut out a couple nights a week and just, like, text a little bit. And maybe we don't text all fucking day, like just a lot i had a girlfriend that was like that and i was i was playing basketball all the time so during the day i didn't do heaps i trained and then you know a few hours off then then go shoot a few hours off then train you know and during those breaks like she's texting me like oh work's so boring what are you doing i miss you i was like fuck dude like like i just need like i would love you so much more if you just fucking left me alone for a minute you know um, and I couldn't communicate back then. So I broke up with her. I was like, I, I just can't give you what you need. Like, you're so fucking needy. I'm not into it. You know, like, just, just being a foul nigga, bro. Like, I'm past that phase, though, of not being. It's not a, it wasn't a phase, but I'm just, I've learned how to communicate, communicate better since then. And so I do. And now I'm the GOAT. Everyone calls me the GOAT. Go to podcasting. I love you guys. You know what it is. Welcome to the party on everything. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And you can win some free merch. Bungbungcoffee.com and the promo code party 15% off. Um, and uh, yeah, man. I love you guys so much. Please just comment, subscribe, rate, review, all that shit. Just engage with the podcast on, on everything. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung.